everyone, it's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. I'm excited, guys, because this is Paranormal Stories of a Medium episode, volume, whatever. But this time, since Em now knows she's a psychic medium, she's got some stories for you guys. And I'm so proud of her. Stress. Nah. Lots of stress. Nah. She also gave me the uh, power to make the decision, which I also hate decisions, of if we're going to talk about the Sandman again, or... If I'm just not going to talk about the Sandman I mean, again. we can talk about the Sandman again if you want, because I feel like that is something that other people can go research instead of your pink guide. And if they want to know about the pink guide, they can go watch the YouTube video. But the Sandman... Oh, Man, no, I would do both. Do you want me to do one or two? Because technically in the podcast, we have time for three stories. What? Yeah, well, well I'm going to share the story that I didn't get to share on the video, and then you are going to do whatever it is that you want to do, my friend. Or maybe I'll tell a story, and then you tell a story, and then I tell a story. Go for it. Okay, great. So, <laughs> I'm a tarot reader. Did you guys realize that? <laughs> and I was having a private one-on-one -on -one tarot reading with one of my clients, and this is one of the reasons why I tell people that you can literally ask me anything, and I can probably do it with tarot. There are things that I won't touch, but there are but literal weird questions I can answer with tarot for some reason. Oh, you mean some topics you won't touch? Yes. I like, thought you meant like divination tools that you wouldn't touch. Oh, no. I mean, there is, but also... I'm not going to tell you when people are going to die type things. Uh, yeah, somebody asked us that on a TikTok live and then they didn't show like, up for their reading. That is not useful information for you. I'm no. not going to provide stress and horrible things to you well, in also, reading. Who do you think you who do you think we are to think to that, that we know that? Yeah. That is not what we do and if anyone has ever given you the idea that a psychic or medium so, can tell you that, they're wrong. If it does not break, like, ethics, I will be able to answer it. So, like, if you want to know if you saw a weird elephant with three heads in your dream, I could probably do a tarot reading about it. <laughs> but for this specific client, they were asking me about this man that they see when they astral project. So, immediately, I was like, this is one of my first tarot readings. This is really scary. I don't know how to do a tarot reading on astral projection. And one of the things at this point in time is when I was starting to realize that I was a psychic medium. So Liv was like, you're going to learn best by watching other people do mediumship readings. So you can just sit in on my mediumship readings and I'll give you a piece of paper and you're going to write down the things that you perceive and see even if it's dumb. And then while the reading is happening... Maybe I will validate the things that you are also seeing, which works out. But because <laughs> that's how I learned. We figured it out. <laughs> yeah. So I did that before this reading because I was nervous and I wrote down that I perceived this weird man that I thought maybe was like an estranged uncle because he just <laughs> seemed familiar. He was like late 30s ish and. I don't know. I thought I didn't really see him very well, but I could hear his laugh and his laugh seemed familiar. So this girl was asking me, who is this weird man I see when I astral project? And when she asked me that, I was like, oh, that's who this weird man is. You see him in the astral realm. And I then proceeded to do a tarot reading about what this man had to say about astral projection and he was like this is how you're going to stay safe this is how you're going to go to get back to your body because astral projection is really dangerous and I was highly stressed because I was like if they're doing this incorrectly they could like not come back to their body they can be like screwed up by other spirits like I don't want the pressure of telling you what to do with astral projection but this man told me what to say and Immediately after this reading, I call Liv and I'm like, um, so first off, there was this weird man that I was perceiving during my tarot reading where I was supposed to read tarot cards, but there was this weird spirit man telling me about astral projection. Who, who was that? 
He seems familiar. It's funny because I was making spaghetti and drinking wine. Yeah. And I want people to understand that we are people. What? That happen to be psychic mediums. What? I don't know. We're people and psychic mediums? I don't know. People like when, uh, guys, I've started to get like a couple people when we have readings and they're like, oh my God, I love you. I can't believe I'm actually talking to you. And I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to you. I'm so nervous right now. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm so nervous right now. And I was like, you just have to listen to what I have to say. I have to actually talk to other people, listen to what they have to say, and then tell you what they have to say. And then listen to what do you have to say about what they have to say to you through me. Who's actually nervous right now, guys? (laughs) But I just want people to know we are psychic mediums but first we are girls who like pizza and ice cream and wine and when emily calls me talking to a man that she doesn't know highly stressed out that i was doing a mediumship reading in a tarot reading yeah uh and i'm making wine no making spaghetti and drinking wine if i knew how to make wine i'd be dangerous anyways i'm like okay she's freaked out mr man who are you so this dude pops in and he's like, hey, I'm like, are you the weird dude that's making my friend pooper pants and interrupting my ability to enjoy wine? <laughs> and he's like, yes. I was like, all right. Well, she says you deal with astral projection or something. So are you like a good dude? Are you cool in this place? Or do you need to get out because you're fucking weird? And he was like, well, this is what I do. And he holds up a literal hourglass, like one of the old ones that are made out of wood with like the sand in them. And he's like, this is me. And I was like, that tells me nothing. (laughs) You are the only thing between me and my second glass of wine, because before I get drunk, I need to answer Emily's question. Hurry up, please. And he's like, okay, mind you, I asked him, I said, he looks like he's like 43-ish and he's wearing jeans, dark boots, and like a very, very worn leather jacket. And he has sandy blonde hair, possibly a mustache and or goatee. Is this consistent with your auditory echolocation ability of Claire audience? And she's like, yes. And I was like, great. And she goes, okay, well, who is he? I said, he shows me an hourglass. So I'm like, hey, buddy, as I'm sipping my wine and my pasta begins to boil, the Italian in me is getting very impatient. I'm starting to have hand gestures. And he's like, okay, well, here's my hourglass. But I, I'm like, are you deal? do you deal with time? What? If you break that thing, there's going to be a mess. And then we're going to have to clean up the sand. You need to hurry up, bro, bro, ham. And he's like, no, I don't deal with time necessarily. And then he made me hear what Emily said of this man feels familiar And he feels familiar also to my client. However, nobody actually knows him. And he goes, I'm not time, but I've been here since the beginning of time, specifically since the beginning of human time. I don't deal with the sands of time. I deal with dreams, the sand in your eyes. I am the sand man. And I was like, (gasps) what? I was so mean to you. My Italian hands just were coming out. And I was like, man, I'm talking to Sandman. And then I was pooping my pants. And Emily's like, do you understand why I'm pooping my pants? And I was like, yes, I just dropped a deuce in my pants right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, he's like, no, not Jesus Christ, the Sandman. I'm like, I got it. Okay, hang on. <laughs> so the reason he feels familiar to everybody is because he has been around since humans have been able to dream, which is the beginning of human time. And for me, since spirits, whether they're spiritual beings or human souls, show things that are relatable to me, he used an hourglass because the Sandman puts the little sand in your eyes. You know what I'm saying? So that so was how culturally. He it makes sense to you. Yes. However, for other people, it might be different. But that's how he came off to me. And he's like, most people don't see me, but that's why I'm familiar. I'm in everybody's dreams. However, they don't really know that I'm there. I'm just the ever undertone of their subconscious. So I help people with dreams. I mediate them. I deal with other spiritual beings that use dreams to teach people things but for this girl since she astral projects I actually intervene because that is not just dreaming when you dream your spiritual body 
is what transverses the subconscious realm, which is the dream realm. However, when you astral project, it is your spiritual body or your soul that leaves your body and is not only able to transverse the subconscious dream realm, but also different physical realms like the one we're in. So if something happens and you can't get back to your body, dude, it messes with me. Emma and I want to cover astral projection because we know nothing about it, just like the little nitty gritty whatevers. But like, is that why people like fall into comas and no one knows why? That's what it makes me think about. I'm asking him. (laughs) (laughs) Because what he shows me when people astral project is like a lifeline to their body. Yeah, it's like a string. Yeah, but it's like the further away you go, the finer the string is. Mm -hmm, I see it. Yeah. So if you imagine yourself going into like, I don't know, a dark hole and you have the, the string that leads you back out of the dark hole, if it's like a fishing line, you might have a hard time figuring out where to go back to. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why he actually, you know, helped this person. Whereas other people, now that we've learned, there's this thing, the perception of the Sandman, or at least what we think is the human perception of the Sandman, is called, quote, the man. And we made a TikTok about it, but it's wild because I heard about it in one of my podcasts that I love to listen to. And I want to write into that podcast and be like, guys, you're talking about the man. And I need you to know that it's the Sandman because I talked to him. But if you're a medium and which podcast though, I love them. It's literally the only (laughs) podcast I listen to. And it's, and that's why we drink with, uh, Em and Christine. I love them. If they somehow hear this, I will poop your pants and my pants (laughs) and the Sandman's pants. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm just letting you know, cause there's like an excerpt in one of their, podcasts that they talk about or M mentions the man because I'm not going to lie if they do listen to this I literally started listening to and that's why we drink because it said true crime and paranormal and I don't really like true crime because it scares me but I'm a medium so I'm all into the paranormal stuff but uh M mentions the man and how it's like this weird thing that people have been able to draw. And if you've seen him, you draw like the same thing consistently. But I don't think everybody's seen him because I want people to understand I have not seen this image of, quote, the man. But I wanted to know why if I saw the Sandman, because M was talking to him and he was like, hey, why does he look different in these drawings that people are able to recognize as like this man that everybody sees in their dreams but nobody knows who it is he's like well that's me however the reason it doesn't look like the way I actually look which is the way you look or the way you see me is because one the way you see me is just a way that I can personify myself to make you feel comfortable so like I could look different to someone else but this is what's relatable to you however that is not what I look like it is the way he explains how he controls the dream realm or like he doesn't control it, he oversees it is like the dude that you see that's on like watching the surveillance tapes at like all the different rooms in a building. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see him more as like the newscaster guy that switches between um the weather and the people in the news. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That's hard for me to conceptualize. You know how those people are like, over to you, Bob. And then the camera goes back to someone in an actual building or it goes to someone that is in the middle of a storm. Yes. He's the one that's hitting all the buttons to make them go from each different uh, camera set because it's a live stream. So he's the one hitting the buttons to change the, frame. the visual or oh. to change the dream. Mm. Yeah, I see him as like the dude that's like a security guard watching all the different cameras for the different rooms because each different room could have different things going on and those would be consistent with people's dreams. So for whatever reason, he's able to see all the dreams at once and if he needs to, he like hits a button and like projects a small like avatar character of himself into the dream in order to fix something that's going on in the dream like a little fix-it man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why people don't see what he actually looks like, but they see this weird character because it's like a small avatar of him 
or an extension of him that goes into the dream to fix an aspect of it that you don't know about. They're explaining it to me like when you're at a, a horse show uh-huh. and you hit a rail but you have to go back to the jump. Someone goes in there and puts the rail back up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so like no one really knows like who the person is that's fixing the rail. They just know that he might have brown hair. Yeah. And it's always the same person that fixes that's the funny. rail. Yeah. That's why he looks like that consistently throughout everybody's um, dreams because it's just that avatar version of himself in there to fix something or some characteristic that we don't know about in the dream, which is why everyone sees him as that on fleek bushy eyebrow dude but if you haven't seen him you haven't seen him that's okay i personally have not seen him but i just think it's funny that when someone but now you have as a medium <laughs> as a medium exactly but what m literally is like we talk about the man they didn't like expand upon the idea i really hope that m covers it and if they do m sandman if you hear this i want to be on the podcast with you I would fangirl so hard. I will bring, I don't know, chocolate milkshakes forever. And Christine, I love gin and tonic. I will 100% hang out with a, oh my God, what's his name? Don't know. Oh, no. Christine has the soul of a guy in her house who was a vagabond and he loves gin. I will love to drink gin with you and the vagabond in your house because I can tell you right now, I'll talk to him. It'll be fun. Just because you don't live in your old house anymore doesn't mean that we can't enjoy gin. (laughs) Oh, God. Dreams. Anyways, the Sandman. That's uh, why he explained that he doesn't look like the way he looks like, actually, but that's what people see, and that's why it's the same person everyone's able to identify with if you have seen the Sandman. Blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'll remember his his name eventually. What the uh, thing the in the vagabond? Their house? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. If only he could just step up and tell me things. But also, I'm really bad at names. <laughs> so you want to talk about your next story? My yes. Okay. So as a psychic medium, people um have lots of questions which is valid and i'm here to answer your questions because it's not always scary being a psychic medium and it's not always like super mind-blowing or whatever but i feel like a lot of people think that when i get information or i'm doing readings for people things are very black and white and that it is just me receiving information in one way to convey a story or some sort of something that my client needs to hear for just my client. But I want people to understand how dynamic mediumship actually is in the way that souls communicate with me and the gift that it is to be a medium. Because sometimes the readings, no, I'm sorry, all of the times, the readings that I give are a gift to me in one way or another because I gain so much understanding of human existence and not only other people's lives but my life and I got a really good example of it the other day with someone's reading so I'm going to uh, explain to you the reading and how information comes in and then I will read what I wrote on our discord server if you are a patron you all got to see it Um, about mediumship basically because we have our like exclusive IG Instagram stories but I'm really bad at posting on that yeah so I was like man once I realized what was happening was happening I was like lost in the moment of it lost in the sauce if you will say and I should have put it on Instagram but I didn't so instead I wrote it down because I like words so we had somebody on a TikTok live the other night ask if they'll ever going to be able to see spiritual things whether that be ghosts souls or anything else paranormal metaphysical etc and I was like one, I heard no, <laughs> and so did M. But two, it was a very good uh, interjection to explain to our 22 people that were watching our live <laughs> that when you're a medium or if you're a psychic and you have certain clear abilities, you are not going to only perceive things in the way that is consistent with our physical existence. So for this person to want to perceive non-physical things in a way as close to it being physical as possible is 
very unrealistic because when I'm talking to souls or speaking to spirits, I am not getting information the same way I would be as if I was talking to M right now. They're not physically in front of me. They're not speaking full sentences. They're not touching me like doing cool secret handshakes and like the funky chicken. They're not cooking me food. No, it's different. So I had this reading with a client. She was absolutely wonderful. It was really cute. And I was lucky enough to speak to her mother and her aunt. And her aunt's husband made a little bit of a uh, aside as well. And it was really cool because, you know, most people that want a medium reading want to talk to past loved ones. And I had talked to my client's daughter who had wanted to speak with her dog that had passed. But in spirit, her dog would visit her grandmother to tell her about her days, which I thought was really cute. And the grandmother didn't necessarily have anything to say to her granddaughter because her granddaughter didn't have questions for her and all the things were going well in her life. So unless she had or needed something to say to her granddaughter, she didn't. But I think it's interesting that I was able to meet the granddaughter of this soul first because if I hadn't, I would not have been able to meet her mother. So my next reading, because her this soul's granddaughter liked me so much and liked how I was able to speak to her past puppy, um, I spoke to her mother. And it's funny because her, this woman in spirit, we'll call her Joe. she very much was patient because I asked my, my, her, my client, her grandmother or her granddaughter, Joe's granddaughter was like, my mom wanted to know how this reading was going to go. Cause you know how mediums are. And we just wanted to make sure like that everything was cool. And she's like, you absolutely blew my expectations out of the water. I'm going to tell my mom about you and maybe she'll get a reading because I know she really wants to talk to her mom. And I said, Oh, is this Joe? What is Joe her mother? And she goes, yes. And I said, okay, well, I am not here to tell you to make a reading and I'm not here to tell your mother to go right now, right after you get off of this call to have a reading. I said, right now I am asking your grandmother, Joe, if it's pertinent that your mother makes a reading now or if she can wait a while because spirit is not here to tell you things that you want. They're here to tell you things that you need. And I asked her grandmother, Joe, and Joe put down her, her towel because she was uh, making pies in a kitchen. With her towel. Towelman, sorry. <laughs> Towelman. Towelman. Hotman. And she looked at me and she said, no, you know, whatever my daughter decides, whenever she is ready. So I expressed this to my client. I said, if your mother is ready, great. However, I do understand that people get um, intimidated by making readings with me. So please express to her that there is no rush at all and that her mother will always be here whenever she is ready. So she did. And I guess for my client, her mother was ready because <laughs> I got a reading the next week. So I went into this reading going, okay, I know that I'm going to be talking to Joe and I know that Joe is my client's mother. However, who else wants to come forward? So this reading went very, very well. My client had never spoken to a medium before. I gave her my whole spiel about how things work for me and answered any questions that she had. And we went from there. And it was absolutely just beautiful because she talked to her aunt, she talked to her mother. And the important part of this reading was that when I was talking to her mother, her aunt and her mother made me feel like it was a birthday or something. And I could hear certain sounds. My client asked me if my, if her mother could help her son remember what her, his grandmother's voice sounded like, because I guess one day he came up to him or came up to my client and said, you know, I don't remember what grand's voice sounded like. And this just like crushed my client my client's heart. She was like, I can't believe that my son doesn't remember what his grand's voice sounded like because my mother always loved to sing. And at this point, I saw a Seafoam Blue record player. And I'm like, that's really cool. And um, 
I saw that out of the record player, there was like the, like a big brass bell. So I figured it was an old timey record player. And I saw music notes coming out of the record player, like floating in the air, almost as if it was a cartoon. And for me, the way that the record player looked, I was like, oh, it's an old timey record player. I'm talking to an older soul. I said, did your mother like music? And she goes, yes, she used to sing all the time. That's why it broke my heart that my son told me he doesn't remember what his grandmother sound like or sounded like. And I I said, well, Joe is showing me a record player. I said, does she sing songs or like, does she have records of her singing that you can play for her? Or is there certain old timey songs that she enjoyed that if you play for him will make him think of her and remember what she sounded like? And yes, it was consistent with my client and it was um, very, very uh, validating for her, but not as validating as I thought it was going to be. I thought the record player really had like some significance and her um, grandfather who she never met also stepped forward and he was very very cool because in that reading it was important that he passed before her and I won't get into that we can talk about it later if you guys want but I just was like really weirded out by this um this record player and we went into different things so clairvoyantly I saw the record player clairaudiently I could hear a woman singing and I heard that it was older style music could I make out the words no but in my head I could hear a woman singing so that was validation of the soul I was talking to like to sing a lot for her family and things like that and at one point I smelled and saw pink lemonade Weird. and I tasted and saw angel food cake I saw pink lemonade on a glass in the table that these souls were talking to me from. And in heaven, the space in which these souls were talking to me from was a cabin that they all used to go to when they were alive. So in spirit, that is where they like to talk, at least for my client, from. Yeah, because it's relatable. Yeah, and a place where a lot of happy memories were. Yeah. So I saw the glass of pink lemonade on the table that the souls were sitting at, and I also saw cake and it was like in a bunt pan like one of those old bunt pans that you can put like jello and stuff molds into you know what i'm talking about oh yeah. like half circle ones with the yeah. bumpies on them the, the bumpies on them and i asked her i said is that pound cake or angel food cake because i could taste it but i was more like seeing clairvoyantly the bunt cake and i told her and she my client lost it she's like every time we'd have birthdays my my aunt and my mother or my aunt would make angel food cake and i could never make it the same way ever and she always used to put it in a bunt cake container so like weird i could taste it i could see it and i could smell it those are all of the things that spirit shows me to get that information out to my client same thing with the lemonade. I saw it. I could feel that it was cold in my mouth and I could taste that it was lemonade, even though it was pink. Um, and it was important that it was pink lemonade. Now, the most important part of this reading for me, which was a gift, was we got onto the topic of my client's mother and the information that she had for her husband who was still alive. So, She asked me, my client, she said, is there anything that my mom wants me to do for my dad? Because he's still alive. And, you know, we really thought that once my mom passed, he would follow after her, you know, pretty, pretty fast. And he hasn't. It's been a few years. And, you know, I just feel really bad for him because he misses her so, so much. He, she got emotional and I'm going to get emotional because it's so cute. (laughs) She's like, my parents were together for 61 years. And I'm like, Jesus, that's so long. Cause like my parents were divorced, one of them twice. So like I never got to see stuff like that. So to hear stuff like that and get to meet people that have had parents like that and then actually meet the people in spirit that have experienced things like that is so special to me. That is just like, it's like going to an old person home and getting to listen to the stories of people that are really important but like I'm doing it in their dead. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Not to be like crass or anything, but that's literally what it is. And I think it's so, so special. So she asked me, you know, does my mom have anything to say for my dad? Is there anything I can do for him? And she's like, I'm thinking about, you know, making like, maybe I should make the angel food cake for him. She goes, or buy one for him because I can never make it right. And her mother walked up to me so calmly with her apron because she was cooking in the kitchen in spirit in their cabin. And she said, he doesn't have a sweet tooth. He never had, 
or never has, what he wants is stew. And she had this plate of stew in her hands. And I said to my client, did your mother used to make him stew? Because she says he doesn't need a sweet tooth. He doesn't want necessarily cake. He likes stew. I said, did she used to make stew for him? And she goes, yes. And it was his favorite. I totally forgot about that. She's like, I'm going to have to make some stew for him. Oh, God. So I can see her husband. It's so cute. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Stop being such a baby. Jesus, such a bleeding heart. I can't do anything in a cool in a cool, a cool way. Why can't I just, like, talk about this like a badass, you know? So I saw this woman's husband alive, my client's father, in a chair. She made me feel as if I was sitting in his chair in place of him. And Joe, in spirit, told me to tell... Her daughter, <laughs> I can't, it's so sad. It's just, well, it's not sad. It's just beautiful. She made me feel clairsentiently, so physically as if I was him sitting in the chair. And she said, tell my daughter that when she serves it to him to do it like this. And she walked up next to me and bent down with a bowl of stew in her hands. And she said, this is for you because I love you. <laughs> That's cute. It's so cute. <laughs> and I could feel not only physically as if I was sitting in that chair, how it would feel for him to know that his wife in spirit wants her daughter to make stew on behalf of her because she is now gone. But she made me feel 61 years of love. And those three words of it's for you. It's so fucking cute. I can't. Like, this is what it's like being a medium. We talk about the Claire's in our podcast, Doug Claire's, you know, seeing, feeling, tasting, hearing, knowing. When I talk to spirits, I never get just one Claire from them. It is a whole menagerie. It is like a submersive experience of speaking to someone that you cannot get physically. And you cannot get if you are making it up and having a one-sided conversation in your head. Yeah. When I talk to Emily, I cannot feel the emotions that she has regarding what we're speaking about. But when I'm talking to a soul, since they are energy and essence of itself, this woman gifted me because she knows how important it is to me to have a stable relationship where no one is divorced, something I have never experienced before and I'm working so hard in my personal life to obtain, she gifted me in those three seconds with three words, the one thing that I long for the most, and that is many, many years of happiness with one person in a marriage. Ups and downs, everything. So not only did my client get the validation and feel the love and understanding and knowing that her past family members are there and are always with her, even though they are not physically there anymore, her mother gave me the gift of understanding the time that I have to look forward to and that it is possible and attainable because she had it. And I personally think that your Akashic Records spirit guide, Victoria, brought <laughs> this woman to you because it's a very much our spirit guides bring us people that are going to help teach things to us as much as we are going to help teach things to you. Yes. And yeah. that's what it's about to be a medium. It's not just one-sided. Yes. <laughs> In essence, it is to help bring peace and clarity to our clients and the people we are talking to. But when a soul is able to bring that peace and clarity to you, that is the biggest gift. And it's so cool. Now. Now. Then I'm done crying. Uh. Probably not. <laughs> Remember how I talked to you guys about the Seafoam Green record player? Well, after the reading, I was shook because I'm like, 61 years of marriage and some <laughs> stew. That's all I want. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm like in my house, whatever. And I 
put on my record player, which doubles as a Bluetooth speaker because 21st century. And if you don't know anything about me, I like old timey music. I'm an old person and I like to listen to music that sounds like it would be in the background of an original Mickey Mouse like flip comic that you would see when movies first came out. That's my thing. Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong, all of those people. And then just like the ragtime bands where it's like a clarinet, a violin and like some strings and a bass and a trumpet gets me going. Well, mm-hmm. like when you watch Fairly Odd Parents and they're like, if you can wiggle your finger, you can dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I turn on my speaker to play the liked songs and I felt like someone was in the room with me. And I was like, well, I have to make dinner because Bradley's coming home. That's a normal thing that's happening, right? <laughs> and I'm going to ignore it. And all of a sudden I hear the old timey music, you know. But was it on? On your record player? Yes. Oh, okay. Physically on my record okay. player. <laughs> and before the old time music came on, I perceived that person in the room and I was like, I'm just going to ignore it because this is normal. And if they have something to say, they'll <laughs> let me know. This happens a lot to me. Well, they got my attention because my ears zeroed in on the old timey music going Shut out of my owl. old Sorry. seafoam <laughs> blue record player. And they made me stop and say... You know this, what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what you've been working so hard for. You've struggled through school. You've struggled through working and finding a job now and getting a house and being with your fiance for six years. You're finally going to get married because you've been waiting so long to save up money to do things responsibly and not just doing things shotgun willy nilly because you don't want to have the past that you and your fiance have had and seen in their parents. You want this. You're going to have it. Stop and look around what you've gotten. You have the foundation to have that 61 years of love and happiness for you. So why are you so stressed out? And when I turned around, there was the spirit of my client's grandfather in my kitchen, in his brown suit from the 1920s, in his little fedora hat, He flipped it down in front of me and was like, hey there. He didn't say anything, but I understood that by seeing him in my mind's eye, being able to perceive him in front of me as if he were giving me an invitation to dance by haphazardly and comically flipping his fedora down his arm and back onto the top of his head. Jesus. He clairaudiently said, and made me think about the Fairly Odd Parents episode Jesus that says, Christ. if you can wiggle your finger, you can dance. Ugh. I was like, well, I guess I got to dance because that old, spirit. <laughs> that old timey music that you were making me think about in my reading wasn't for my client. It was for me. Ah, You were giving sense. me that yeah. as validation. Happens a lot. <laughs> and I didn't even know it. Yeah. That's cute. It's adorable. I'm sorry I cried so much. I'm probably going to cry again because it's so fucking cute. Jesus Christ. But in case you guys are wondering, that's what it's like to be a medium. It's It's a lot. lot. (laughs) So, M. The last story. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Now that I have like like, boogers on my arm. Yeah. (laughs) It's on my pants now. Don't worry. Wow. She wiped it on her pants, and that's what you were getting. At. What came for its pants or napkins or tissues? I think a thought came first. You're Fuck welcome. Her. Sorry. <laughs> so the next story, <clears throat> I was doing a spirit guide tarot reading, which the spirit guide tarot readings are partially a mediumship driven, and then the rest are messages through tarot. So this person I was reading, I was trying to perceive their spirit guides with Liv, because I was like, this is a lot of pressure. Doing greetings is a lot of pressure. Em's been having confidence issues, and yes. I've been, um, what is it? Uh, what is it that I do? Validate? No. I don't know. No, you think it's validating, but your spirit guides told me that I need to oh, stop that's helping what you. You're saying. Oh, I'm enabling you. No, you're, you invalidate the things that I see because I don't see them before you tell me them. 
Yes. So and that's why is, they're like, you're enabling her to continue to have this lack of self-confidence. Oh, that's what you So mean. you need yes. to stop doing it. I'm like, I'm trying, but it's really hard because she asked me and she's my best friend because and I want to help her. After I did it and just was telling you about the people that I was seeing, uh-huh. they let you see them because it's not about me getting information from you. It's about me seeing the information and then getting validation. Cause right now I think everything is a freaking lie, which is normal. <laughs> if you are not a psychic medium, you probably think that you're always right. <laughs> I never think I'm always right. Yeah. I literally told my client in the reading that I had with her that I just talked about that. I was like, oh, I think I'm always crazy. So I'm glad this makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I was talking to live about it and I was like, I see these people for this person. And she immediately was like, well, obviously I'm not going to talk about any of the people that you see. I'm going to start off on this other tangent of, I see this weird spirit, this big spirit that is equating himself to this spirit from um, Avatar, the last airbender, the owl spirit in the big spiritual library. So, For us, the Akashic Records is similar to the idea that is being laid out in the this TV series of Avatar The Last Airbender. So in this episode, there is this big spiritual library that has all of the information of all of the dimensions. And then there's this big spirit owl who is kind of like the gatekeeper of that information. Well, I think the owl only keeps the information of just the physical world. Well, I've realized that. Oh, okay. But the Akashic Records goes beyond that. Oh, yes. Got it. I thought you were just well, talking I feel about like the Avatar. In the Avatar, they get spiritual information, too, because they have the spirit realm. So, just saying. And he's a spirit. You're I don't know. Tal. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this TV show, they also have, like, wolves or foxes, some sort of canine that goes out of the... Um, goes out of the library and fetches information from different locations and brings it back to this library. So immediately Liv is telling me this girl has a past life working as an Akashic Records worker. So she worked under this thing that is equating himself to the owl in Avatar The Last Airbender. And there's this weird fox wolf type thing that is also here that is equating itself similarly to how the foxes are in avatar the last airbender so when she explained this to me she was like okay well what do you see if you're not seeing the same things that i'm seeing and i told her that i see this weird ball of energy that like almost transports itself it's they were explaining it to me how in this video game it's called overwatch there's a character in overwatch that has the ability to like slow down or stop time and then take a few steps in that state of like suspended time so it appears as if they are transporting themselves and i was seeing this little ball of energy doing just that and i was like i see this weird ball that's like moving really really strangely and she's like oh that's weird so With that being said, I sat down to do this girl's reading and this ball of energy came back and I was like, you're weird. You're not a spirit guide, right? And it was like, no, I have been with this person's soul for like centuries. I have been attached to this person's soul. And for me, I equate that to almost like a familiar spirit or a companion spirit because I looked up what people think a familiar spirit is and they equate it to witchcraft as in a spirit that comes in to help you physically with your spells and things like that. But for me, a familiar is like like a being that is almost attached to your soul. So in the Avatar The Last Airbender, it is like the relationship between Aang and Appa. There is a, like, difference in power between them, but the benefits of both sides of them being together is, like, beneficial for both sides. But they're always together. Their souls are tied. And it even goes through lifetimes because the Avatar seems to always have some sort of 
animal companion spirit. This makes me sad to think about because, well, like, who if familiars are physical animal incarnations would be my familiar because I have Sniffles. And I definitely think that Sniffles is supposed to be my cat because I originally got her to not be my cat and she still ended up being my cat and she's only has a life expectancy of like 21 years. So are you saying familiar in the sense of what witches think of a being coming in to help you with witchcraft things? Or are you talking about the way I equate a familiar spirit as in like someone that's tied to your soul? I was thinking about the idea of a, like, Aang and Appa. Who's my Appa if familiars are an Aang and Appa? Because if Sniffles is my Appa, I'm going to die because she's going to die before me. <laughs> that still doesn't answer my question. Because Aang and Appa also translates to Roko and his dragon. Ah. They transcend lifetimes is what I'm equating my idea of what a familiar is, is that you are attached to this, these, like two souls are attached to each other. I see. I'm they, just thinking about each other. the really cute fuzzy aspect of having an animal that is tied to your soul and always incarnates with you. Because if that's ah. sniffles for me, I'm going to literally eat myself off a building when she passes because. Because ah. like Fenea has that weird bug thing that you were seeing. Right. You were telling me that she has this thing with like It looks like a beetle. Things. Yeah. Yeah. I remember vaguely yeah. of me telling you that. But also I just want to talk about myself. I don't want to talk about spiritual things because <laughs> I just got done crying. Well, I'm just talking about the idea of a familiar because some people think that it's just like someone that's here for a second or a while to help you with physical things. And mm. I think it's someone like when someone says a familiar spirit, I feel like they are familiar to you. Because they literally follow your soul around because you're attached at the hip type of deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I know witches are, that. that's not it. Ah. Uh, so I just want a fuzzy being that incarnates with me as an animal. Specifically, preferably something like Appa or Roku's dragon. But also. Translates lifetimes. Yeah, but like we're stuck yeah. in the physical world. It's not like Avatar where Appa lives as long as Aang does. Oh, well. Yeah. Unless I have like a parrot or something. What if I get a tortoise? If I could have a tortoise as a familiar, how do you feel about that? That sounds great. You can take me from place to place. Slowly. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> in the most anxious inducing way. Um, also, I looked up knowledge seekers in Avatar. And according to Avatar Wiki, the knowledge seekers are fox-like spirit assistants of the knowledge spirit Wang gotcha. Shitong. Wang Shitong. Because she's like... The thing that I saw was a wolf, but the ones in Avatar are foxes. And we've been debating yeah. whether or not like, they are just, foxes or not. They, they look the same. I don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't think foxes are a part of the canine um, I don't taxonomy like either. either. Well, you said some they sort look of canine like being. like a sort of wolf dog thing. Because yeah. I think foxes are a part of like the ferret Science. taxonomy. So anyways... um. This being that I was seeing is attached to this person's soul and helped them when they were in the Akashic Records. And the way that I perceive this being is almost like the Morph character from Treasure Planet, if you guys have ever seen that movie. In the movie, it's about like pirates in space. So there is this one pirate that had this little pink ball of energy that was called a morph and it had the ability to shapeshift and transport itself to different locations. And it was telling me that it's just like that. It is very similar to the idea of the morph in Treasure Planet. So what this thing did or did for her when she was in the Akashic Records is that it would go to other dimensions and it was able to get information and then come back to her. And you would think that she, as a spiritual being, would be able to do that. However, the dimensions work very similar to, like, if you were scuba diving and you went really deep in the water, you have to be very cautious about resurfacing because you're going to get sick from the change in pressure. So this person in the Akashic Records is very much going to be, like, it's going to be harder for them as a more solid being to 
transport themselves through the dimensions due to the pressure of each dimension. So she's not a solid beating. She just doesn't have the ability to yeah, change her weighted frequencies. I realize that. Also, I was wrong. Foxes are a part of the Canaday uh, family, which are dogs. Continue. <laughs> so this thing is able to go to different dimensions. And the reason why it is, is because it has this energy that's very buzzy. Like it's a frequency that isn't necessarily consistent, but it is high frequency. And when it goes to these different dimensions, it's able to almost like neutralize the pressure within itself by changing the frequency of itself so that it doesn't have the same effects of going to different dimensions based upon the pressure and frequencies that are there. So what it does is it goes to these things like the Akashic Records past life tells them to go to different dimensions, get information. So it almost like records the information within itself and then brings it back to her who is in the Akashic Records so that she is able to interpret the information. And Liv was telling me that he, this little ball thing, gets a lot of clear audience information, which is why I was able to pick up on him so well. What are you doing? I'm trying to talk to the guy that likes Jin and Christine's old house. Oh, my gosh. And I can see him, and he's fucking with me. Because, like, I can hear what he's saying, but I also can't hear it. She's, like, in the fetal position with, like, the look of concern. Dude, <laughs> names are so hard for me. Jesus. And it's, like, one syllable. Okay. So, this little pink thing has the ability to, like... Take the frequencies that it is seeing or perceiving within different realms. And then it almost like makes itself project those back at this person in the Akashic Records. So Liv was explaining to me that it was almost like, you know how computer code, they have like one zeros, one zeros. And that's how they like code things. She was explaining that this thing gives that type of inf information to this person in the Akashic Records, and she is able to write Walt! it down. That's his name. I heard it. It's Walt. Wow. <sighs> she literally looked like she was going to poop her pants. Dude, I can see him. I just, I was like, I can, I can see you, but I can't hear you. And I was like, I, you, you're telling me and I can hear it. I can hear your name in the sentences of the podcast that I've heard. I can hear it. But like, why is it that I can't, I can't hear it. And I was like, you needed to give me something else. And he's like, you're really stupid. Mickey Mouse. And I was like, what does Mickey Mouse have to do with anything? Walt Disney. Walt. Sorry. I like how you perceive auditory information is the same way I perceive visual information. Dude, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I can hear it, but it's like it's far away and it's underwater. Mm -hmm. So hard. Mm -hmm. Walt. <laughs> it almost looks like an ink blotch. Sorry. At all times. Was having a conversation with him. I was like, And this not is listening to my very interesting story. Sorry. <laughs> Talk to you a pink ball. Pink ball thing. It makes, uh, like, beep -a -da -bop -boop -bop -a -da -bop 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 noises. Yeah. But mix that with, like, the <laughs> of your TV after, like, it falls apart because the little antennas on the top don't work. Your yeah. brother or your cat just, like, made eye contact with you and then took it off the top of the TV. <laughs> and you were like, fuck you. I was watching George Lopez. Did we have a past life in the Akashic Records? <sighs> I got the answer of no. But I don't know. I don't think we've been in the Akashic Records yet because we're yeah. too fucking annoying to We're settle down yeah <laughs> we're like oh my god this is so cool let's be dragons yeah so oh my god we could be we could be clouds we like immediately <sighs> die and like kim possible and ron stoppable <laughs> we like fist pump when we get to heaven we're like we're doing it again it's yeah. like when you go into the ball pit at like chuck e cheese you yeah. like get down to the bottom and then you get back up and you're like let's do it again yeah most souls are like let's learn lessons to get rid of karma because this is really annoying and Liv and i are like oh my god did you know we could be a goblin do you know what it's like being a goblin no let's go fucking do it because it's fun yeah fuck around and find out which is why we have a lot of lives in different areas of existence yep i think that's our mantra for existence fuck i mean one of these weird out. ball things these weird morphs have i what 
Can we be these weird morph things? Um, I don't think I'd want to because it's too. Why not? Because it's too easy to go in through dimensions. We want to do Clearly it. Clearly, it's not the obnoxious way. Well, duh. We wouldn't be helping anyone, though. No. <laughs> not we at all. We would just, like, we would transport ourselves to somewhere and then transport ourselves back to each other and be like, look at this weird thing I just learned. Yeah. <laughs> and then the person that's in charge of us, that's like, I need you to go to this dimension to uh, figure out this aspect so I can write it down and catalog it in the Akashic <laughs> Records. We would come back with, like, a Slurpee and a milkshake and, like, be chomping on a burger. And they'd be like, okay, what did you find out? And we're like, wait, what? Yeah, and we would tell you about the entire existence of a toenail, but instead you wanted information about, like, human existence. Yeah. (laughs) We would be just as ADHD as we are now, but as souls. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be a good time. Yeah. (laughs) We'd come back with, like, a textbook from 1995 about, like, Abraham Lincoln. They'd be like, that is not what I wanted. You were supposed to go to the, uh, what is it called? The something address? That's a good one. When he was like four score and seven years ago, my beard was shorter and I had less wrinkles. You're giving me a lot of, and I really love you. You're giving me a lot of PTSD from history class that I was very (laughs) bad at. (laughs) Uh, What were you talking about? I was talking about a pink ball that you were listening to. I'm sorry. I was trying to listen to Walt and he was making fun of me because I was listening. Bradley was watching Deadpool the other day and it was the one where Deadpool's lady friend dies. And whenever time he tries to talk to her, there's like that weird screen of like weird film in between it. And he's like, I don't know what you're saying. And then Walt's like, this is funny. Look, Deadpool, you can't hear me. There's this weird film between us. I'm like, gosh, darn it. The film is you. Ha ha ha. I don't need it from you and Walt. (laughs) I just think it's funny of the way you explain auditory information is the same way I explain visual information. You're like, Mickey Mouse? What the hell is what Mickey Mouse means? And I'm like, swords? What the fuck do swords mean? (laughs) That is a sword. That's what it does. And they're like, no. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just glad I got it without looking it up because I was trying really hard. I was like, you just need to tell me what your name is. And he's like, ha ha, Deadpool. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, ha ha. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, like Georgie from our uh, uh, one stop. podcast with the guy that eyes mm-hmm. tear down his face. Check that one out. It's a, little, it's a weird, it's a, one of our scariest medium stories. I'm quite sure if Em and Christine ever find this video and or podcast, they're never going to talk to us again. And by us, I mean, that's never, ever happened. It's never going to happen because now they think we're crazy. Hopefully not. But you all think we're crazy too, right? Or do you believe in this stuff? And if you do, (laughs) make sure to go to the show notes and give us all of your crazy stories because um, we need to do another listener story here soon. Even if you don't believe, we're excited that you're here to listen to it too because we also have problems with believing the things that come out of our face. However, it makes great content. It's super cool shower thoughts. We are not high. Please don't ask again. These are actual sober thoughts. We're just mediums. So, with that being said, we have a huge thank to all of our patrons. Single thank. A huge thank. A huge thank. To all patrons. That uh, I had pulled up here a second ago, but now I have Annabelle <laughs> pictures instead of <laughs> Patreon. And I have it now. Are you ready? Yeah. We should Let's just talk about our Patreon shoutouts. Write them down. It'd be easier. But they always change. Avery. Cassandra. Anthony. Violet. God. Tiana. <laughs> Peyton. She like scrolls Dude, I'm past also, the words and I'm, I'm like, yep, left- I can't see it while moving and when it passes that. I'm not left-handed. Brenna. I fixed it. Farina. Farina. Sorry. Allie. Mac. Mac. Mac attack. Josie. Dias. Autumn. Victoria. Jenny. Laurel. Brianna. Antia. Bradley. Your towel. Sandy. Naz. Sherry. Christina. Sushi. Anita. Katie. Charles. Charles! Jen. Holly. Krista. Flo. Abby. Mikhail Plack. Malake. Malake. You're a towel too, and you're never going to know. So, thank you to the patrons. If you don't know what our Patreon entails, there is a link in the show notes 
peruse it because I took a lot of time and a lot of funny particles from my body and put them on the interweb for you to understand the different Patreon tiers. And our spirit guides also helped. Gojo thought he was great. He made a pie joke. I didn't get it. M got it later because he explained it to her because we're twin flames and our spirit guides talk to each other and shit talk. Yeah. So if you want more of this rambling, <laughs> make sure to follow or subscribe or whatever you do on podcasts. And we'll see you guys in the next one. We are your meta sidekicks. Wow. You talked over it. Wow. Wow. God. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Ruin it all the time. Well, you didn't listen to my story, so. I was trying to figure out what a fox spirit was, and I needed to know what Walt's name was. Yeah, and you look like you were taking a poop ball. <laughs> you were thinking so hard. Well, I am a mental medium. Got a big brain, Jimmy Neutron. Got a blast!